Man, this is a fun episode. Uh, Luke comes on for the third time and we rank individual episodes of TV. Um, Luke is uh, always really fun to have on. Obviously, I've been talking to him about things for our whole lives, obvious statement. And um, uh, this is a good one. He's, he has watched a ton of TV. I, I kind of deal with that right off the top when you listen that, um, you know, like I, I'm, I'm like ashamed to admit how much TV I've watched. And Luke's obviously uh, far past me um, because it's hard to justify um, both the content and just the time spent. But anyways, we talk about we have that discussion at the beginning of the show um, and then get into um, a, a pretty detailed breakdown, I would say, on individual TV episodes across shows, um, comedy, drama, whatever. So I think uh, I think this is a pretty enjoyable episode um, and uh, always, always fun to have Luke on. Um, there's a little bit of a problem in this episode just near the end. So we were recording this in my garage, which is where my office is now during COVID. And something like the water uh, softener starts making a noise. I've had to edit it up like uh, what we did when we when that first started. But then you'll you'll hear a, uh, a little bit of a background noise for like the last 20, 30 minutes. I don't think it's too bad, but I wanted to uh, explain what's going on right there. Obviously, this is not a uh, not a super professional uh, program. So. Um, yeah, this is a uh, second episode. I've actually got a, another one coming up pretty soon in the next maybe week or so, uh, which I'm excited about it. I don't know exactly. I've never known what the point of this show is <laughs> or like, or like the season structure or anything like that. Um, obviously we're, we're, uh, we did Ryan last week and, uh, Luke today, and we've got a couple other, a couple others, I think coming up pretty soon. And then I'll probably take like two months off or whatever. Um, nobody pays me for this, so I just get to do whatever I want. Um, and, uh, so yeah, here it is. Here is Luke, my brother on, uh, individual episodes of TV. Welcome back to Ranking Things with Levi. Uh, we have Luke again. Hi, Luke. Hi. So you, now you hold the belt as the only thir- third time guest. Oh, really? Who's yeah. on, who's on two? Peter Davis has done two. Oh, okay. So I mean, Peter Davis. <laughs> so he's, he's done two and you're now... Okay. Back uh, at, at also, and I have told you this at at high request. I mean, in your your episodes always do a little bit better, and uh, oh, that's funny. So, well, thank you for having me. I should say before we get started, just get off off my chest. This should be my fourth because I should have been on the Zelda episode. Okay. And I am still a little bit upset about about it. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to put put it behind me. But you got some kid who was in diapers when Ocarina of Time came out, and now you bring me back to this one but you know about this stuff too so i feel okay but yeah i mean we i think we're having you on for i would say your real expertise like well i guess yeah. disney movies was t- we, you did disney movies the first time right yeah so, I mean, that's a tough call but your resume with tv is serious this is like, my third one i we did that uh, we also did covid yeah first COVID. covid episode um yeah we thought about redoing that oh, we may still that's yeah. kind of a concept because right. we did that in march and we, we say some really funny things. I've actually gone back to listen to that episode. Yeah, I should. I'm sure we were like, let's be over in a, in a month or There's two. There's a lot of really interesting stuff in that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a fun, which I think is really what I'm learning is really the purpose of this show. Time is capsule. These are, these are really interesting time capsules for me. Yeah. Like going back on the old shows is really fun. Um, it's kind of like a yeah recording history a little bit for me in my life. But, um, but again, your TV resume is real. So how many years did you actually do writing for TV? Oh, uh, I think it was three full years and then it kind of tapered off. So there was a, there was some, it was 
at some point, it's, when I first started writing with them, it was called Damon's TV, and then they changed to TVEqualS.com. And they were a site that I would read every once in a while because they had reviews about shows that I'd cared about. And I think I followed them on Twitter, and they said, we're looking for freelance writers. So I started to review TV shows, and it was nice because they were not a very well-known comp- uh, you know, website, and I could write about actually good TV shows after a while. I had to write about some garbage for a while to kind of get, you know, a bit more experience there. But then, I, then after a while I was doing the reviews for like the biggest shows on TV. It was like, it was back then it was Dexter and it was Breaking Bad, which we'll, I'm sure we'll both get to pretty soon here. Uh, and it was, you know, The Walking Dead. So, so yeah, I re- used to review a lot of TV shows and still kind of have that in my mind. Like when I'm watching TV, it's, it's kind of automatic for me. I think for most people to kind of you know, criticize the show as they're as they're watching it and think yeah. about what they do and don't like. But it was it was harder than I would have thought to actually write down your feelings immediately after watching something to immediately have to form a uh, uh, complete opinion on it and write it up. It was a it was a fun skill to kind of exercise for a few years, but then they stopped paying people and it kind of stopped. It kind of filled out, and I got I had kids, and it was it was a lot of stress. It was like I had to watch it and post it that night, and it was just. Yeah. Too much. Yeah, it kind of took, t- took the fun out of it after a while. They have gone out of business, actually. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I just looked it up. I just looked it up. Um, I thought it was really cool when you were writing, um, and I think I, I actually wrote this in my notes. This is one of my biggest disappointments about you. <laughs> that I stopped? <laughs> that you stopped That you stopped writing. Like, you could have, you didn't use these samples, like, what you, what you I think what you should have done. And I think it's, yeah. fun, it's funny talking about like my open disappointments in you, but no, it's fine. <laughs> that's the, that's always been a thing that I've told, I've told Heather and it was like, if I had my, like, I, I call it like my attainable dream job, like a job that I think I could actually probably do if I could like, yeah. cause everyone has like a dream job that you wish that you could, but like, you probably wouldn't be very good at it right, in real right, life, right. but you'd say, I love to work for this company and do this. I'd love to, yeah. you know, whatever. But like, uh, that was the one, that's kind of the one alternate path in my life. I feel like I could have gone down and yeah. they started to pay me more after a while per review. And then You're... I started having, I started like submitting questions to interviews for, uh, like celebrities of shows that I was on and celebrities would like tweet my reviews and stuff. And like, yeah. it was, it was fun for like a little bit and it was fun being in there in that like world for a, a little while. And, uh, but yeah, I just, that's the and it was I, after a while I started to also, also to watch uh, episodes of TV early, so they would send me oh, yeah. early See, access to watch yeah, and Dexter think, or watch. So then I wouldn't have to stress about getting yeah. it done before you know the midnight that night. And it was you, like, ex- you explained it already, but it definitely it would have been a grind. Like you you know you would have had to actually put some yeah, actual work. Yeah, it's in. like a night job. It's kind of a thing. Like I liked having a day job. You know, everyone like you know you know everyone usually works till five. You come home and then you have to work you know until the next morning. This is like. I come home and I have to think in my head, oh shoot, I have to review two shows tonight. I have to get them submitted before 10 p.m. There's this whole, like, right. I, I have to be edited and I have to insert pictures and all that stuff. And yeah. it, was, it was a little and too much kids, after a while. Yeah, plus kids, that's hard. Yeah, then when I had kids, it was just like, oh, yeah, way yeah. too much. So anyways, I think, yeah, I think you definitely had a, I think, like you're kind of saying, you had a real shot at being a TV critic. You were a TV critic, technically. You were yeah, a professional technically, semi-professional, before. yeah. So... Um, so anyways, that makes you very, very clearly qualified to talk about this. And again, I am much less qualified. I've watched a lot less TV. Um, I think, and why, and I want to just say this from the top, like I kind of, even 
recording this episode, I was a little bit turned off because I deal with a lot of like just guilt about how much time I've wasted watching TV. Like it's, uh, a, yeah. it's a lot when I add it up. Like, you know, you'll ask me how many seasons of this show or that show. I was like, well, I saw every season or I've watched like The Wire twice. It's like, wait, like how many yeah. hours is that? Now, I think it's not usually time. You know, there's there's little justifications. It's not usually productive time. Um, you know, it's a, it's a way I relax. Um, I think that's the difference between you and me is that I actually, about 10 years ago, I kind of told myself, I'm not going to rewatch things. I kind of put my foot down. I don't know why in my brain I was like, well, partially there's so much stuff I could be watching that I haven't seen before and I'd like yeah. to have more new things in my, in my mind. Right. So I've only seen my favorite shows in the world like once. I only right. saw Breaking Bad once. I only watched The Wire once. You know, like I go through these things once and I'm not the kind of person either that goes back and watches old episodes I do. So, of yeah, I The Office do. or things like, like I've seen every episode of The Office once. Like maybe I'll catch it on cable and I'll watch stuff for like a few minutes. That's not entirely true in that like I've seen certain movies more than once or I've seen, you know, like it's not a total seven stone rule or if someone else is watching something, then I'll rewatch it with them kind of thing. I'm rewatching lost right now with my, with my wife which has been fun to kind of revisit it and stuff but for the vast majority of my life i try to not rewatch stuff. So that's right. kind of how i justified in my head a, a, a little bit it's like if i was spending time re-watching old stuff and i think i'm getting nothing new you yeah. know done here yeah i just mean i just mind. mean tv in general for me is always a little tough like it's yeah like, it's i know not. i know it's i know it's not productive and often you know i'm often watching things that are definitely morally questionable you know, but I'm, but again, it's, it's a, it's a waste of time. It's a way to relax. I'm, I'm aware of those things. So I'm saying this also because we are, you know, we're about to talk a lot about very specific things about TV. And yeah. I just want to, I do want the disclaimer that I do not think TV is great. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, obviously we're, we're yeah, you could different. be feeding yeah. the poor instead of watching TV. But in my, in my mind, it's like, it's an expression of art and it's people and it's artists who have written and designed and yeah. acted and produced these, these projects for you. And not all TV is like high art. I mean, Correct. most of the stuff that we're going to be talking about probably would fall on that spectrum of, yeah, it's more artistically, yes. you know, inclined than others than if you're watching, you know, a uh, 90 day fiance or some kind of, you know, yeah. which I also love, but I'll <laughs> say that there are, there are certain shows that like, so that's how I see it. Like, I, sure. I I always said this to Heather or other people who get mad at me, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why books get like oh a yeah pass. that's exactly like, correct. You'll veg on the on their bed or on the couch reading a book all day, and there's and that's, art, there are art uh, books right there are like books that will make you think yeah or, and that's a t- that's a totally quote unquote fine thing to right, do, but correct. they're also morally questionable and they're also yeah. technically a time waster. Correct. You aren't going out and pro- you know producing something whatever. So in my mind, I've always kind of said like this is my books like. Yeah. I mainly watch all my TV at night when my kids are in uh, are asleep and my wife is usually asleep, and that's my like chosen yep. you know it's fine leisure activity. I think again, yeah, it 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 is a waste of it is a time waste. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, but but I like it. You know, I watch TV. It's the same thing. I watch TV uh, most if 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 I'm watching something, I kind of go in and out. Like I'll be watching a show, and then I will finish that whole show. Yeah, like, I'm I'm a binger for sure. Um, and then, but I also do go back. That was the interesting, we, you know, we already talked about it, but like I have watched some of these episodes I'm going to talk about multiple times for sure. And some like over two, over three I probably times. have, yeah, something um, true. And uh, it's because it, I think it's what happens is I really enjoy a whole show and then kind of am looking for the moment that is peak of that show. You know what I mean? Which, which I think is what makes my list now mm-hmm. is these are not, for me, I think I've aired a couple times because I actually Googled, like I searched 
lists of one of my shows is one of my one of my episodes is gonna be from Mad Men, one's gonna be from The Wire, and I kind of searched like, what you know, what are the top episodes of Mad Men? And like, yeah, the, the my Mad Men one is pretty up at the top, but my my Wire one is like eighteen on one list I saw, and I was like, wait, oh, like yeah. that's that's confusing, um, or you know, uh, Breaking Bad. It's like, anyways, but my point is like for me this was peak show. I also had the most fun. Like this is also I'm, you know me, I'm pretty much into. The, the show needs to be fun. I also don't yeah. like depressing shows. It's fun to watch. And, like, yeah. I don't like stressful shows. I, I want... It has to be fun. And all of these episodes are... Has to pay off. Has to pay to, off. Yeah, yeah. And all these episodes are, are definitely fun that I picked. Okay. What, what were you thinking about when you were kind of picking your list? I kind of... Well, we should both say, I think... I think we both decided that we wanted to only pick one episode from one TV show for our list. So if Correct. I had to list all the best episodes of TV that I've seen. There'd probably be a couple from Breaking Bad in my top list, but I chose my favorite one just to put in there because uh, we don't want to like bog this list down with so much of the same show. Uh, so I kind of thought of my favorite shows of all time, and then I thought of what episode for me really exemplifies what I love about that show and what's really kind of like stuck with me the, the, the most. And um, my my number one, I think, is a pretty universal kind of number one. But I'm interested to see what what yours is. Yeah, but a lot of honorable mentions. And we can. I don't think I don't know if you have any. But I can kind of start. Maybe let's um let's do our list and then we'll go back to honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. So we'll start. So we're gonna get into it. This is the top five episodes of TV, like overall, like single episodes. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we you you start. So number five. Okay. Uh, this one is I'm sure not on your list, but um. So I went with Once More with Feeling from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Is that the... That's a musical, musical episode. episode? It's what okay. it's most known as. Yeah. yeah. So I'm a big fan of, of Josh Whedon, and I especially... I love Buffy. I love Angel, Firefly, like all the stuff he did in the 90s and 2000s where, like, it was really a fun TV. It's, it, they're all fun, and they all... They all started out as kind of popcorn-y, kind of teen fun shows, but then I think Buffy in, like, season two goes to really dark places and people are being killed off and it's like so that show i think really quickly established itself as this is not just another dumb teen you know vampire show and uh he has a, he has done a lot of great one-off episodes like standalone ones that are really unique and fun so in season four there's hush where there's there's uh these demons that come and they take everyone's speech so the most of the episode yeah, is silent that one yeah and uh, season five's the 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 body is known as okay. Oh, hold on, before we 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 do any of this, we should say we're going into full spoilers on all these shows. Oh, so we haven't talked about that. As soon as we talk about a show, as soon as you hear Buffy, or as soon as you hear Mad Men, or you know whatever, yeah. then if you have not watched that Correct. show, then to skip four. If you're super, because I'm super spoiler phobic about stuff. Oh man, I, do, I, I, I know totally you don't care about aren't. Spoilers, yeah, so. but when but <laughs> so I want everyone to know that we're not gonna kind of you know, tiptoe around it. So that's correct. The season five of the, of, uh, Buffy has the episode, the, the body, which is a very standalone show about Buffy's mom dying. And it's the most emotionally like destructive hour of TV I've ever seen. It's like incredibly hard to even get through. Yeah. They, they have very good standalone episodes, but season six is once more with feeling. It just makes me happy. And I have watched it multiple times uh, I would, and, and I, I have the also, soundtrack. I'm and not, it's a, like, I'm not like a Buffy fan. And I've watched that episode and really enjoyed it. So yeah. if someone right now is thinking, 
that sounds interesting. And it works as a standalone. Like you don't even need to, I kind of knew the basic yeah, characters, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you kind of. So, but, but it, anyways, it's, it, it, and so where can you stream that? I'm not, I don't even need to Google it. Where can you? They just, oh my gosh, I just heard this, that they just landed on somebody. Uh, Buffy did. It, it found its way to, I just saw this tweet like a few days ago. It said it's now all on yeah, Prime or Hulu. It's, Hulu, it's yeah. somewhere. It's not. It's Hulu. I just it is Hulu? Hulu? Okay. I did Google it. Yeah. So yeah, I just, I just saw this. And, that, and that's brand new. HBO Facebook exclusive, which is really weird for a while. It's like one of the few things oh, that are exclusive to, to Facebook Watch. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's on, Facebook it's on Hulu. Is Facebook Watch free? Huh? Is Facebook Watch free? Yeah, it's free, but they have people like watching it with you and their little likes and hearts float up oh, as they're watching weird. it. It's, really, it's really bad. I've never um, even tried that. Well, Hulu made sense because it is it's produced by Fox and and Disney and owns Fox and blah 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 and they own they own Hulu now. Okay. Anyway, uh, people were thinking it was an angle there eventually, and it has. But yeah, so it's season season six, and it's just a musical episode. It's one of the boldest, craziest things that nobody had done before. People had obviously danced and sung on TV shows before, but this is a wholly original. They aren't singing, you know, other songs that were you know already hits. They wrote new songs and new dances and new everything for this for this episode, and none of the cast wimps out on it. So they they had yeah. they had talked about Sarah Michelle Gellar possibly getting somebody else to sing for or whatever. Yeah. And there are some there's some actors and actresses that weren't great singers, but they had enough good singers to kind of carry it. And then at the end, they convince everybody, okay, we're all going to sing it. So Sarah Michelle Gellar is not a great singer neither is Allison Hannigan I mean so there are some people that you're, when they sing you're kind of like ugh but they have enough good in there to kind of carry it and uh, it's so much fun and also apart from it being an episode that's all musical and so crazy like that a lot happens in that in that episode in terms right. of to, to the story of what's going on like right. so you found out that Buffy was sad about being brought to back to life because she died in season five and they brought her back but she was like in heaven and they yanked her out and she was like, uh, she was resentful to everybody for that. Yeah, so this demon made people sing and dance and, re and reveal their secrets. So that's what kind of what, what, how he was evil sort of. Okay. So Tara found out Willow was brainwashing her. Xander and Anya revealed their marriage fears and Giles revealed that he was leaving the show, which he actually ended up doing. And then it was, that made it even sadder. And then at the end, Spike and Buffy actually kissed for the first time, which is like a big deal for people Ooh, who were yeah. following that. So it was a very like eventful episode, yeah, apart from also having a lot of uh, songs and dances. So there's a lot of Buffy talk, but I'm not that mad. Yeah, so that was it. That's that, that's that's the end. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a great episode. Again, I already said it's worth it if someone it's, wants to look it and up. And it's very very fun. If like you have Hulu, makes you happy the whole time you're watching it, and it's super funny and fun. Okay, number five is My Breaking Bad entrance, um, which is Dead Freight. Which okay, was that's the, the train that's one. That's the train episode. Oh, that's a good one. Um, it is season five, episode. Dang it! It's the only one I didn't I didn't put this on. I believe the only one that your wife walked in at the end and so was that's, horrified. Well, that's the story. Yeah, that's <laughs> that the story. Was... Season five, episode five. That's the story. Is so by by the time we're watching season five, that it came out. Uh, that was the only one I'd waited for. Okay, so I I had streamed the You're first four up. episodes. Okay. I was caught up, and I remember we were watching. You, uh, maybe you were there, but Dad and I were watching season five together. I don't think I was there. And I was, I was reviewing it. I, I was. I probably wasn't. Yeah, there. and um. And that episode happens, and that episode has an amazing twist at the end where Todd, <laughs> what was the actor who does Todd's name again? Jesse Plemons. Jesse Plemons was excellent. And he's only in season five, and he turns essentially full bad when he kills a small child. And he's in El Camino. And yeah, and, uh, and it's the only scene of the entire show that my wife saw, which was obviously right. immediately <laughs> heartbreaking. A kid, a kid in the head. And it was very bad. <laughs> and again, we're talking about how moral TV is. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, 
Breaking Bad, obviously, so much to talk about. I think I, Breaking Bad has aged poorly for me when I was watching it. I thought it was amazing TV, and, and, and I clearly enjoyed it. Um, it actually is cleaner than a lot of other stuff because it was network, right? Not network, yeah. excuse me, but uh, cable. cable. And, it wasn't um, pay cable, basic, basic cable, with yeah. HBO or anything, yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but, uh, um, uh, but I don't know. Like, the, the, the issue is, and it is the point of the show, but just drugs do do a lot of damage to people, and that show, the show makes that point. Yeah. But I just, I, I don't know. It, it got to be more bothersome. I, have not, I, haven't done, I haven't done a rewatch of it. Like, that episode, I think, was also an, in, an incredible... Apart from being a you know, a big step in the story, uh, was like a big heist you know uh, set piece with yes. stealing this stealing that stuff from the from the train and uh, like like the biggest budget you know action set piece that Big Mad had ever done by far up until then it was it's just them kind of yeah. every once in a while they'll they'll blow up this meth lab or they'll do, they'll do other stuff but this was like by far the biggest thing that they do in the whole show where you're like oh my gosh they're really doing like a train heist yeah. like scene i loved it and um i'll yeah. keep i'll keep my set like i definitely did consider a different episode i'm gonna hold that because I'm, sh- I'm assuming you have breaking bad on your list yeah. so we'll talk about that then um but anyways dead freight it's a great it it, okay. it, it, it it was like a movie in itself like it's just a, a really fun show obviously big t- heel turn with todd at the end and yeah, and up until then he was like this really vanilla, boring kind of guy. Like no one knew he was evil, and right. so that was like the big reveal. It's like, oh yeah. my god, he just well, shot a kid. Everyone's just staring at him like, oh, like where did that come from? All right, what's your number four? This is the only one that I think might be on your list, or if it's not, maybe you were at least considering it. But mine, this is so number four is uh, the Office dinner party. Oh yeah, that's definitely on my list. Okay, so this is the only comedy episode on my list, and um, I'll argue until I die that. I think Parks and Rec was a far superior show overall wow. to The Office. Crazy. That's I think it's so way better, and wrong. I think it's way more consistent, and Wild. I think The Office was, like, very spotty, and, you know, definitely after Michael left, and even the seasons or two before yeah. that, I was like, eh, this is not as, as good anymore. I would take, if we're talking NBC Comedy Thursday show, I would take 30 Rock or or Sheesh. Community over Office before. Whoa. I'd, I'd say it's, like, number four on my this overall so list. Weird. I, I think it's I think it's a fine show, but I don't think it's anywhere near the amount of like adulation that everybody gives the whole show. Like it's the best thing. I did not expect to get office hate. But I will say that yeah. <laughs> so season four, I think this is kind of where it was peaking. The like because at first it wasn't Definitely, it wasn't a huge huge hit, and season two, and everyone was like, okay, this show is actually really good. Then they ended up being the biggest comedy on TV. Definitely NBC's biggest yeah. show. Season four, by season six, four, so. and they kind of do what they wanted, so they made like. An incredibly kind of dark episode. It's so good. Of it's so. It's good. the most darkly so comic many, thing. I have so many and thoughts on it. I've actually build, talked. I've talked about it on the show before because we yeah. did. Uh, Colton did all yeah. sorts of different office rankings, and this was we did episodes, and this was on there. The the build to it is almost like it's almost kind of like a like a horror movie. Like they're in a haunted house or, or something, or they have, they have people that are going to kill them, and they're and they're kind of like slowly revealing stuff about it's, their incredibly. Toxic was it were they marriage? Were they, were they, 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 were married. they were not married. Yeah, this incredibly toxic relationship about how he sleeps on the end of the bed, and then there's like the like the camera on the bed, and she has like her candle business, and the way that she's treating uh, Pam, and just like a slow build of like, oh my gosh, this is the worst. Like, how does it get any worse? Yeah. Every time you 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 think that, it gets so much worse, yeah. and then there's so many good lines, like the whole one, the, the Osobuco being three hours. There's so that's so relatable. Yeah, sniff, snap, sniff, snap, sniff is like an all time all time quote. And then he turns on the the neon sign and stuff, and then the the flat screen TV, Too like he, he moves it like candle business. It's perfect, like it's a perfect um like combination of just. 
the actors so, and just the pro like the even like the like like the props like the little tv that he pushes back into the wall like two inches like where oh can my you gosh. stream the office now again now it's still on Pe- netflix for the people for i think until the end of this year and oh, then okay. it's gonna be on Peacock. Okay, well, if anyone wants to, if you haven't, if you maybe you watch The Office once season in a while. four, season four, episode thirteen. I thirteen, have it. yeah, yeah. It stands. It is the the it's the best episode uh, Office episode. Um, it is on my list, so we'll get there. But um, I don't know what else I'll have to say at that point. But anyways, it's a great. great it's show. very good. Well, that's a great one. My number four is Middle Ground, which is season three, episode eleven of The Wire. Okay. It is the episode. This is a huge spoiler, where. Um, uh, that's Stringer. Stringer Bell gets killed okay. by Omar and Brother Mazon. There is. I'm not sure about Brother Mazon being involved. Brother Mazon is so good. It's so weird. It, well, his character <laughs> is like so the good. most outlandish character. Like everyone's normal people, then all of a sudden Brother Mazon shows up. Like, what are you yeah. doing here? Well, it, they they had to write him because he's the he's the strength that Avon. They write Avon basically weaker and weaker and weaker in prison, yeah. and he makes one call, and now he's got the biggest and yeah, best yeah, enforcer, yeah. which is Brother Mazon, but. Obviously, Stringer lies to both Brother Mazzone and Omar for, to get them to try to kill each other. Yeah. And so they team up to, and, and Stringer gives them, Stringer betrays Omar and kills him. It's a, but the biggest point is there's a, there's a conversation. I've just, I've just rewatched this a couple times, a couple times actually. There's a conversation between, uh, between um, Avon and Stringer and they're partners, right? But they, but they write it so good and you can clearly tell the breakdown in their relationship and the issue is Marlo, this other character, they want to handle him differently, right? Because Avon is a gangster, like yeah. lives, like loves the street, and, and yeah. it's all about pride. And Stringer's all about money, basically, and business. He's a businessman, right? yeah. So it's like, school. Yeah, it's like business versus like the game. Anyway, so Avon uh, is the one who calls the, calls the shot to kill him. But it, it's, it, to me, it's the, it's the peak of the show. Season three and season four are the best seasons, which is yeah. we could have that argument forever but season three and season four are definitely i think the best ones and uh season three was like the hamsterdam that was all season yeah. three right season four is the schools yep so, yeah season four is, is, is my favorite yeah so season three and four are the peak of the show but um which that's, is surprising because i i didn't realize that stringer is in, in, in that season at all it's also a great twist again that um that they, they kill stringer obviously they don't have any problem killing characters in that show but but stringer was but that was like a, a how's he gonna one. get out of this they they can't kill off yeah, Stringer Bell, and, and then it happens it was like, like, oh, okay, wow, we get really... on with it, and then it's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah. like, whoa, um, yeah. Obviously, Omar is like one of the greatest characters in all of television, in my opinion. So he, uh, he has a, he's on a new show you should watch. It's really good. Oh yeah, Lovecraft Country. He's it's really fun. So um, yeah, Middle Ground. That's the, the wire. But talking about the uh, Office and, uh, and the Wire back to back. I'm gonna go on a really quick, really nerdy TV tangent okay. about those two shows. Oh, we didn't talk about your another thing in your resume is you actually work somewhat in the entertainment industry by selling insurance to. So you get yeah, little, you have a little inside scoop stuff sometimes on. Every once in a while, yeah, TV people will stuff. tell me something that they're filming. I'm like, oh, I know, you know they're filming that. I'm like, oh, don't tell anybody. Though. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is an argument I've had with Heather for years, and she always told me to stop talking about it, but now I'm on a TV-related podcast, and I, I, I actually talk about yeah, it, but there's a season two or three episode of The Office, I think it's three, where Dwight and Michael go to New York to visit Ryan. Okay. I think it's three, yes. right? Right, I think so. And he has a drug problem and stuff, and that's like, it ends, ends kind of sadly, because you're like, oh my gosh, Ryan's doing drugs, and he tells them, hey guys, I think, I think my friend has a drug problem, what do I do? And Michael says... 
you need to put a wire on them and go to the cops, whatever. And then he looks at the camera and says, I've been watching a lot of the wire. I have no idea what's happening, but I, but I love it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a funny line. That freaking show goes on to hire Stringer Bell and Idris Elba to be a pretty major recurring character as like yeah. the boss yeah. uh, who comes into the office. Amy Ryan to play Michael's wife, who was a major character in season two of The Wire. Okay, yeah. Uh, Frank, um, oh, the guy from season two, also from the from the the docks. Frank, whatever that crazy last name everybody had, and on the on the docks, that like Polish guy, he's a he's like a salesman in a later episode. Like they Is keep he, hiring people from the wire. Frank Sabaka. Sabaka. I keep hiring people from from, from the wire, and I keep t- I was telling Heather, I was like, so in the universe of the office. Are the actors from The Wire different oh, from... Oh, you've got a universe issue. Like, it bothers me. The stuff bothers me. <laughs> I was like, when he's talking about The Wire, like, and then someone else comes in as Stringer Bell, they should at least say, like, wow, you look a lot like the guy who played Stringer Bell. Like, <laughs> it's really, it really bothers me. And the, the, worst, the, the worst one to me was the show that I used to watch and enjoy and that got really, really, really bad was Glee. Okay. So I watched Glee, and it had a whole episode that's all about the... Uh, Wicked. It's all Wicked music from okay, the Wicked okay. hit mu- uh, musical. Yeah, I haven't watched Glee in forever. Yeah, you don't only have to. So, it's all about them singing Wicked songs, and then uh, both main actresses from Wicked come on to act on the show as different people. Like, uh, I was like, so wait, in, is Chris Chenoweth not from Wicked? Is uh, yeah, Adele Dazeem, whatever her name is? This is really, this was, really a just you problem. I know, I was like, <laughs> but someone should say, like, why these people look just like the people from Wicked? Hey, we just what, we just sung these songs, and they're talking about how much they love Wicked. Right. Anyway, this stuff drives me nuts. And whenever it happens on shows where people are directly so referenced... So what you would want is, like, a poster in the office at some point that shows all these other characters. Or at least for it to be, like, are. jokingly referenced or something. Or, like, if you're going to directly time. reference a show and then you hire people from that show, it just, like, it yeah, makes confuses me. Okay. So that's my whole thing. Yeah, I don't care about that. I know. So <laughs> Nobody <what's> else does. <laughs> but I could actually vent it now. What's your number three? Number three for me is The Leftovers International Assassin. Okay, which one's that? Leftovers is a really good show. Season two, episode, it's toward the end of season two, so it's kind of a... I'm not gonna. I'm, this is one that I'm trying to try not to spoil. This is the only one on my list that is was not a very watched show, and it okay. was always criminal, you, like way you, underwatched. Yeah, you put me. You told me to watch the leftovers. Nobody's watched leftovers, and it was on HBO for three seasons, and it barely made it to three seasons. It was like they somehow were able to. Nobody was watching this. Like the ratings were incredibly low. Have mom and dad watched it because they would really like it. I think. Yeah. So the whole thing of the show is that two percent of the population of the Earth goes missing and just disappears one day, and nobody knows why leftovers of the other 98 percent who are all kind of living with it and it goes to such crazy insane places so season great show. so season two so kevin the main character uh we think he's been we think he's going to die he ends up waking up in this alternate reality where he's he's an international assassin he's at this hotel on the beach and no he's not himself anymore and then, then like later on he's like the president like the whole thing is this really crazy alternate reality kind of thing going on and it's hard to really describe if no one's actually watched the show to kind of say like how cool it is, but it's just a, it's a very big swing, which I love on TV when they make like really big tries to do something interesting and it actually pays off. And I don't have any episodes of the, the uh, Sopranos on here. Okay. Um, it's not in my honorable mentions either, but I love the stuff where like Tony gets shot by Junior and he's in the hospital and it's like 
he wakes up in his dream and he's Kevin Finnerty in Costa Mesa and he's like, I love this kind of dream stuff that they do in shows. And the people hated that on The Sopranos. They're like, what is this dumb alternate reality? Like, why aren't you showing us what actually happened? But I'm always into those crazy episodes of TV, which you probably see by, you know, the rest of the list and stuff. But I like it when they try to do something different and kind of break from the norm and right. actually, like, you know, interest you a, a bit more. But Damon Lindelof is... For, talk about Damon Lindelof for people. Yeah. Tell him. So I'm going to talk about two more shows of his, oh, okay. between okay. my next pick and my honorable mention, but uh, he's a uh, writer and co-creator and creator of a bunch of great TV shows, yeah. uh, and this is the second most recent one uh, that he did for HBO. Yeah, so... It's very, very good. Okay, we'll talk about it when we get this one. Yeah. So uh, my number three is The Suitcase, which is Mad Men Season 4, Episode 7. That's in my honorable mentions. Okay, it is a great episode. That one holds up again on a, on a, on a rewatch. I, Mad Men, I watched the whole first time. So Mad Men, I tried when I was like, when it was first coming out and didn't enjoy it at all. And then tried again... Stuff to get into. Two years ago. Uh, I, I remember because Jess was pregnant. She would like go to bed early and I'd watch like three right. episodes yeah. of Mad Men every night for a little while. And um, loved it. Like, you have to be an adult, I, I believe. Also, <laughs> you can skip the first season. So I've done this before, because I started rewatching. Really? I've, I've watched, like, season two, three, and four a couple times, or twice, because I skipped season one. So that's one thing I would advise people who want to get into it. I love the show. John Hamm is so good. There's so many... It's, it's, it's definitely, like, a slower show, and I think that's the issue that some people have. But the drama is fantastic, and... Um, well, this is an Elizabeth Moss episode, so too, So this is I Elizabeth Moss, and she's, like, just... But you know, by the middle of the sh- by again after season one, she's really throwing fastballs. Like she's yeah. so good act- acting. She's a lot this, more self assured. This show is just the two of them. Or this episode is just the two of them. Basically, it's a bottle episode basically. Yeah, for the most part. And it's so good. Um, it, the, the, here's the quote. She, so she's mad because he took a pitch of hers. Yeah. He says, That's "It's your job. I give you money, money, and you give me ideas." ideas. She yeah. said, "You never say thank you." That's what That's the money is for. for. It's so good. I love it's that. Like, it's it's a really like, good scene. So critical, and I think obviously the whole show is dealing with kind of men and women and like the, the money for. Like there are no credits on a <laughs> on a commercial. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty good. So um, I would say I I I I always advocate to watch the watch the. Uh, I think he won the Clio, which is a yes, advertising award for her glow coat commercial. Her that's idea. what that yeah that's her idea. And she's mad about it. Yeah, and it's a great show. Great show. You are young. You will get your. Again, that's also that's also an AMC show, so it is cleaner for people, uh, for me, which I enjoy. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's not even violence, or I guess there's yeah. no violence. And whenever there's, there's sex, there's, they there's, have a, to, there's a lawnmower scene. That's about yeah. Whenever there's sex, they have to clean it up. So, um, yeah, that's it. That's, that's very good. good. I love Mad Men. So mine is one. This is the most. This, this is, is your, one that I've watched most recently. Most recent, my, 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 yeah, my number two. The one that I've watched most recently out of this whole list, uh, because we've been re- rewatching this show, Heather and I. Uh, and that is Lost, The Constant. Okay, which, one, which episode is that? That is season four, episode, it's in the middle somewhere. I don't okay. have all the episodes numbers listed. but Season four was the last one I watched, I think. Okay, so it is getting kind of crazy at that point. So some people have left the island, but they're in a different time. They're stuck out of time, so the island has to be moved. It gets all kind of crazy. The island is kind of jumping around time, uh, times, times of history. So, um, Spy Things Lost, The Constant, is another Damon Lindelof show, and, uh, and I think it's fair to say that, I mean, it still definitely holds up. I just watched it recently again, and, uh, 
it's a it's an episode that you can also watch i think by itself without having all the details of what's going on and the rest of you know lost because it's it's a love story so it's about Desmond has left the island and his mind is snapping back and forth from between the past and the present so every, every time it does that it's hurting him more and more and if it does that too many times he's going to, he's going to, to to die so he's told you have to find the one person in your life has been the constant between your two timelines. Okay. And once you find that person, they they anchor you, and you won't be snapping back and forth anymore. So he has to talk to Penny, which is his love. He's trying to get back to this whole time. This whole reason he went on this sail, this sailing trip around the world, which got him stranded on the island in the in the, in the first place. He's trying to impress her, trying to impress his impress her father. This whole thing. So it's just a beautiful love story and he is constantly uh you know having to try to find her and then so at the end when he actually gets her on the on the phone in the present and they're both crying and 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 he says i love you penny for the first time in years and they're both just like so happy to talk to each other she thought he was dead for years because he went on this sailing trip and for years ago and never came back yeah yeah. and it's an amazing i think self-contained uh, show uh, episode that is at one time a great uh, you know standalone love story and also an incredibly deep kind of sci-fi yeah, out there concept. story which I think people were by season four and five we were kind of getting off of the of Lost saying this is getting too crazy and all this time travel and all stuff is too much for me but like for me I was hook line and sinker into that stuff and then it was just a great episode on, on top of that so yeah, that's my number two what was Lost's, like, what was the deal there? So, is it because they because they didn't know when they were going to end it, basically? Yeah, so I think it was season three or four where they had an episode all about how Jack got his uh, tattoo okay. in Thailand. <laughs> like, the ordinary of Jack's tattoo. Okay. And they wrote that and put it on ABC, and ABC called them and said, we don't like this. Like, this is, we're not, we have problems with this, this episode. And they're like, yeah, so do we. We have no idea how long the show is going for. Like, we have to kind of tread water and put kind of filler episodes in there. So they had a crazy, like, six... They came down to a six-year plan in year three, I think, which is very rare for a show to say, yeah, we'll do three more seasons, have that sound, and everyone... And so, but after that, after season three, they have a very clear plan, and it makes it a lot more fun. The last three seasons are all, like, cross-referencing each other and doing all that stuff, so they're basically able to write three seasons back-to-back, which is, like, 66 episodes of TV, crazy, which is yeah. more than most shows get, period, ever in this in this world. So it was, okay. like... It was very, very crazy to, you know, there's more episodes of than Breaking Bad is in entirety. So just, like, the whole the whole thing was just so, I think, uh, uh, crazy at the at the time. But it paid off for people like me who are so into Lost to actually have, like, okay, the last three, three, three seasons can it's actually be, be good now. Yeah. Okay, here, so Lost is great. I think that we were watching that. It came out in the mid-2000s, so we were, like, kind of becoming mature at the same time. such a moment like it was, it yeah. was like the internet and internet theorizing was sort of a new thing at that yes. time like i think that was just when social media was kind of like becoming a thing at all so everyone was online after every episode talking about all their theories and it was so much fun to like it's like a water cooler right show to talk about um my number two is here's where the dinner party is so the dinner party on okay office best best episode ever we've already talked about it it's the best it's the peak of the show Dwight's so good. Jim and Pam are so good. Everyone is everyone is in their in their pocket. You know what I mean? Like um, 
Andy is fantastic. I think it's the most that I liked Jan ever. And I yes. think that because Jan was not a fun character. No. She's kind of like she's she kind of like up. a wet blanket for the most of the yeah, first. She, she comes in and tell, gets mad at, at, at Michael. But um, she becomes like actually a, a comedic force, I think, in that episode. Her assistant, her old assistant, yeah, Hunter, know, Hunter yeah. puts out an album and she plays it. And the song's clearly about her. It's, a, yeah, it's so amazing. Weird. It's such a good episode. Um, I, I definitely, if, if you take anything away from this podcast, if you can't remember the dinner party, go and watch it. Yeah, that's my number two. So this gets to your number one best TV episode. Mine, okay. mine is definitely one for me. So like, I mean, I'm saying like it's not this number one was like this is the best episode I ever saw of TV. Okay. It's not going to be critically acclaimed. What what is your oh, number sure. one? All right, my number one is Breaking Bad, Ozymandias. So I think this is just about the best hour of TV ever. And for the people who haven't watched this, this is the 14th episode of season five. So there's only two more after this. Uh, this is the one where basically everything happens. It's been building up for the past five seasons. Um, so Gomez is confirmed dead after being shot at the end of the last episode. Hank is then killed, which people were hoping he'd have some way out of it, but uh, Walt's begging for his life and Hank gets killed. And then Walt confesses to Jesse that he let Jane die way back in season two. Which is bad. Walt confronts that. his family. Uh, Walt Jr. sticks up for him and, and Walt yells... We were, we were supposed to be a family and it's this big like commentation like there's so many every scene is just like oh my gosh this is finally happening after five seasons and lots of people argue that that could have been the finale and it probably could have at, at the end Walt goes, Walt goes on the run leaving his family behind him and he kind of just you know just ends after, after that and then the last two seasons last two episodes are him coming back from being in hiding in New Hampshire and he comes back with a gun and he tries to free Jesse and kill the uh, neo Nazis and stuff. So, so yeah, that for me is just like a perfect hour of TV, and it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who most people didn't really know back then, but it went on to direct I think one of the best Star Wars, Star Wars movies, yeah. Last Jedi, and then his wrote and direct did uh, Knives Out, and he's now like this big oh, time. Knives Out was so good, by the way. Yeah, now he's like a big time director, and that episode, by the way has a 10.0 rating on IMDb with 192 ratings, under 92,000 ratings. That makes it the highest rated TV episode of all time on, on IMDb, Dang. which is pretty impressive considering like every episode ever of every show has been rated by people on IMDb. Right. So it's like... Sorry about the sound. I have no idea what's going on over there, um, but I don't care enough to fix it. So um, the other episode, Ozzy is obviously good. Like it's, it's essentially the finale of that show. Yeah. Right. But um, Face Off, which is the one where Gus Fring gets half of his head right, blown off, right. and it's the, and it's uh, Salamanca like blasting yeah. his his uh, yeah. ding, 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 which is it's just a, such a great like that that's the season finale I think of one of the like one of the four. earlier seasons four, and it's so good. So he, says, good he says I won right yeah. on, the, on the phone. Yeah, I won. Yeah, it's a, you you could. Well, you know, you could even stop the show then. And I think so. I think yeah, that that was the end of season four, and then season five. Like we already talked about the train, like five, six, and seven. Is there seven seasons? Five, just five. But they split season. They split five. five was basically. So it's like basically five seasons. and six. Um, it's like a whole other kind of level, basically. Like season five is it's a, to be a different. By that time, the show was a big. genuine, like huge hit. Yeah. Because Netflix had brought its like numbers up so much, where it's massive things. They split it into into two into two half seasons. Which then Mad Men tried to do, and it did not work as well. Like oh, really? were, yeah, they split their last season into, into two halves, and it wasn't, it didn't help the ratings. But, uh, but yeah, uh, 
Yeah, Breaking Bad was just like a, like again, kind of a big moment in time where like it felt like everybody you know yeah. was watching it, and after every episode, you're like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? What's your predictions? Who's gonna yeah. live? Who's gonna die? This big thing, which I think, I think that uh, Game of Thrones kind of because it took its place, you know, after that as like the big popular show that, that people talked about. Yeah, my number one is not Game of Thrones. So Game Game of Thrones is not hitting our list at all, which is good. It's my all it's my honorable mentions, but okay. yeah, it's yeah. Overrated. It's, yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, that's cool. The so my number one is from Peaky Blinders, which not enough people have watched. Okay, it's the greatest show ever. It's on Netflix. I love it. And it's the finale of season two. Okay, I watched that far. So, okay, because because now season three and season four are good. They've had two other seasons which are bad. Yeah, five and six. Um, they've done six seasons. Yeah, they've had I six. Think I watched. I think I watched. Which one? I've watched up to the one that uh, Tom Hardy was in. So that's season three. Okay. And it's good. Season three's so I'm, great. I'm halfway. I'll so, I'm gonna, so huge spoiler, which now I'm wondering like if I should even do. But I won't. I'll say the end of that show, that like the whole you get so many payoffs that you're wanting in that finale. Like the one of the major bad guys dies, um, and the family is kind of raised up a level, and then yeah. there's a massive uh twist at the end, which is so good. Like it's and, and I remember just like it was, it's a, it was a moment for me where like I felt like my like heart was beating out of my chest. Like I was like, whoa! Yeah. Like so that was that to me is why it was my favorite episode. I've gone back and watched that whole season as well. So that was it. It it is it, just a really 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 good climax climactic point. Mm. So that's uh, the finale of season two. So it's episode six because all their seasons are six episodes. Episode six of season two. That's my number one. Okay. They don't they don't name their episodes. It's all one two three four five six. That's so that was it. Um, let's not recap because it's kind of com- kind of confusing. Um, let's just go straight to, to you have some you have some other. You know what? Um, you talked about it already. I'm going to steal a little bit of thunder, but um, uh, Damon Lindelof. I I did not even think about the Watchmen. I bet yeah. if I did, I would have put one in here. That show is fantastic. So that was that's the only thing I have in our mentions because I, I told you before I don't actually have any. So and else? a great a great uh, one off like it's nine episodes and that's all they're going to do. Right. Like, he said like this we're done we're not doing not doing a season two. Um, I had from that show in my our mentions I do have a guy walks into a bar or a guy walks into a bar. If you want okay. To be cute about the spelling yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. But uh, that is you know it's funny because also a Damon Lindelof show, and in a lot of ways very similar to the constant and that's all about a guy who is unstuck in time right. and about a love story with a girl that's taking place in different timelines. Like it's actually very similar. Yes. Uh, it's a bit different because um, De- Desmond and Loss is bouncing back and forth from the past to the, to the present, whereas Dr. Manhattan actually lives in the present and past and future at all times, you know, all the time. So it's, it's right. so he's, he's falling in love with this person and you're watching it as he's meeting her in a bar, as he's talking to her, and as he's going to uh, to try to save her and be and eventually be captured and the whole thing. So it has, he tells her when he first meets her years ago that their their meeting is going to end in their relationship will end in tragedy. Oh, and just hit me that whole one. And then he and then he says, "There's there's a moment that I'm going to have where I realize how much I love you." He never has it, and at the very, very end, she's about to suit up and go outside to try to save him. And he says, "This is the moment that I, that I was talking about, like years ago when we when we first met." Like, there's so many. Man, that twist of that show, 
so good when you realize the whole show is so, uh, so is, i gotta I, I gotta rewatch that one actually and it's that, very very good so that is that's on my my arm entrance for sure that's my it's my third damon lindelof yeah, show yeah. it's basically all three of his of his major shows um apart from other stuff i mean uh just maybe not even episodes but just like what are shows you yeah i mean the only there's a lot of I like animated shows a lot. I've yeah. actually I've been watching Harley Quinn on HBO Max, which I actually think oh, is, is is a lot of fun. But I also love, I loved BoJack Horseman. I think that might be my mm-hmm. favorite Netflix original. Okay. Period. Wow. Um, and uh, that one's actually the newest episode out of all these on here. So the 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 view from from halfway down is a mostly dream sequence again. It's the kind of stuff that I seem to get into with BoJack. He sees he's his family off in the past, and they're played by Lin-Manuel Miranda and all these like famous people with these famous voices and he sees them all all dying and they're, they're telling him that he has to die you know and it's a really dark kind of intense episode uh that's really good I really like I like I like I like funnies I mean I like, I like Rick and Morty and I like there's a lot of good episodes of of, of that right I have some episodes written down here from the the Simpsons which I go in and out of like and no one anyone's watched I was thinking about this like how many people out there have watched all 600 plus episodes of the, of the Simpsons from 32 seasons. There's someone. It's I'm, like someone. I'm sure there's I'm sure there's quite a few, but it's just like I like I've watched quite a lot, and I've not watched uh, a tenth of of those. So it's like it's pretty insane. But I yeah, think Randy Tyra has. I'm sure he has. Yeah. I'm sure like so. Has. Okay. There's people. There are individuals. No, I'm saying there's obviously. I mean, it's a huge hit show. I'm sure a lot of people who have, who have watched it, but it can be more than a few thousand people who have actually watched every single one. Like right. it's it's pretty insane. Um. I have a whole section of TV episodes in my head that are in a whole other level because I love them, I respect them for what they are and how well-made they are, but they are so sad okay. that it is hard for me to ever go back and rewatch them. Sure. Um, so for me... One example. Uh, the Sun from Friday Night Lights. Okay. Friday Night Lights, I, I, I never talked about. Great it's show. a great, way underrated show. And yeah. it might be on... It's on Peacock, I think it's free, so you know, it's, I'm sure there's some way to stream it. Um, and I'm not going to tell who dies in that one. It's actually a character no one really cares about, but it's it's you see how the characters react to Hulu. it, and it's very, very sad. Hulu has Friday Night Lights. Oh, interesting. Okay. So Hulu. Uh, and then On the Beach, uh, which is an episode of ER, which oh, we used yeah. to watch. And, we watched ER together, yeah, as kids. Yeah, and we watched that one um, live, and I remember, mm-hmm. so I cried on this episode like actual tears and it's the first time i think the only time i've ever cried actual tears watching an, an episode of tv and uh we rewatched it heather and i a, a, a couple years ago because it hit uh hulu again i think somewhere recently and we re, re, uh, rewatched it and i cried again i knew it was going to happen and it was i think at that time it was, it was unfair i had a daughter and the whole thing is about this beloved character dying and he's telling, on his deathbed, with a brain tumor, he's telling his daughter, his teenage daughter, like, be generous with your time and with your love. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was Jeez, just like, yeah. she's crying. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't take this. And then I already, I already mentioned uh, the body. So the body is very, very different from Buffy. So that's where Buffy's mom dies. So the episode starts, and she just walks in, and her mom is just dead on the couch. Okay. Like, that's yeah. it. There is yeah, no, yeah. and she had health scares before, so it wasn't a total shock that she had died. Like she'd been to the hospital and stuff, and she had some kind of health issue going on. Right. But she just dies, and there's no like, can we save her? Can we do something? She's just dead with her eyes wide open on the on the couch. Yeah. So. And Buffy tries to 
like we tested we, we, we you know give her CPR but she has her slayer strength and she like cracks her ribs and she freaks oh, out geez. she pukes all over, all over the place okay, she's yeah. sweating there's Stop. no music in the whole episode there's like nothing easing you through it it's just like a whole episode about how death can be like messy and dirty and painful yeah, and there's no like I'm never watching that there's no like happy music to get you through it like at the end of on the beach there's like the uh, over the rainbow song and stuff like there's no yeah, like yeah, pretty yeah. ending to this it's just an incredibly painful episode of, of tv that is difficult to watch and i wasn't even crying because i was just like emotionally just like i couldn't even take it um so there's that i did write down a couple episodes from game of thrones that are just, i think they're fun to watch like, i liked blackwater yeah. reigns of casimir which is mostly known as the red wedding episode that one was like an, ama- an amazing moment in like pop culture everyone was watching this thinking oh my gosh they just did that like that was pretty insane um but yeah so there's a lot of other stuff that i tried to get in there but uh yeah, i haven't put anything from the wire or the sopranos right there's no real single episode that really stood out for those for me the whole as a show they're all pretty good but yeah not like a single individual thing that i could i could take out huh <coughs> um yeah i i, I had no other uh no other um, honorable mentions. So that was fun. Yeah. The, I had enough for both of us. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. You clearly, again, again, like like anything, you're clearly the expert on this. Again, this, um, this sounds bugging me. Um, let's do, what are you eating lately? So this one, I had a, <laughs> a hard time thinking. I don't like go out and try new things super often in my life and my culinary experiences, but I did. Oh, is it actually ending? I did. Um, <laughs> I think I talked about this last time that I found this like this I found some like cookie dough bites. I love cookie dough it's like, like the one thing that I could just eat like it's candy it basically is I guess yeah but uh, my favorite ice cream of all time is Half Baked by Ben & Jerry's okay. which is it's cookie dough and brownie chunks with like chocolate and vanilla swirl ice cream and stuff that's super super good and they sell half baked chunks Half baked bites, I think it's called. Okay. We just take out the ice cream and it's cookie dough and brownies, <laughs> and that's it. So it cuts out the like the middleman so of having to like eat a bunch of ice cream around it. That is in the freezer section. Yeah, it's like next to the. Yeah, it's next that's to ridiculous. the. There's a little baggie, and it's nice though because like sometimes, whenever Heather buys me a pint of of of, of half baked, it's like a stressor to me. I'm like, I don't, I can't eat the whole pint. Like I feel like a fat if I eat a whole pint right. of ice cream. But I save like half like how much weight now half's not and enough and pint's not enough pint's too much is the yeah issue. and so it's just like it's too i don't know i get too stressed about it so it's nice i can just pour out a couple chunks of cookie dough and brownie and it's all nice and cold and it's all it's not it's not like a you just eat it like that's it that's your dessert. that's it that's the little well that's i'm trying best. to kind of like kind of watch what i'm eating but yeah. also be able to actually have real cookie dough and, and, and brownie it's nice i don't have to commit to like a whole brownie it's just right. little pieces of, of one and like kind of like snack on them as we're playing a game together or, or whatever so, oh, yeah, good she, she buys me that every every few weeks, and I always enjoy them. So my eating lately is I'm actually I've been on a diet for a couple of weeks, and I yeah. have meat and beans. <laughs> yeah, meat and beans is what I eat. But then, um, uh, but you get a cheat day, and the cheat day is hilarious because so today is my today's my cheat day, and I was like I've been like designing that I was gonna have pizza, and like it's just so it's so good. It's it's really funny now to like taking carbs for like like for granted basically yeah. it's like oh man i get to have pizza today it's so exciting mm-hmm. where like i might have had pizza like four or five times a week i wouldn't even notice before yeah so anyways um the diet too make you appreciate food. make you appreciate the good times yeah <laughs> so yeah 
Uh, let's do sports. I don't actually have any like hot take on sports. This is uh, hot sports takes. I, I just love. I mean, the NBA playoffs have been super fun. So, so fun, yeah. And like it's um, going all the way. I honestly think that like I kind of don't mind. I actually kind of enjoy COVID sports. Like I like that they. It just kind of boiled down to just the game. Like there's no, sure, no people fans. in the stands. There's no yelling. There's no you know spotlights and all this crazy stuff. It's not like this huge spectacle. It's just like it's, it's it kind of like you're watching these guys play like a like a really high stakes like pickup game. You know, yeah. they're all just like out there. It's that there's no cameraman crouched down on the thing next to them and stuff and maybe there's a couple of those but like overall it's a very it's it has a feeling of kind of uh you know a little bit sterilized but you know it's in terms of how restrictive they're being i i i think i, I think what i love about it is that i feel no guilt watching it because i think that disney and the nba everyone is doing an amazing job i think it's an incredible achievement in right. safety and being respectful to the players and their families and to COVID and to everybody who's very concerned about it, but also wants to be able to enjoy sports. Yeah. Like I would feel guilty, honestly, like watching the NFL right now or like college football. Cause it's like, Oh, like there's a bunch of people in the stands. And I was like, I don't know. It makes kind of takes me out of it. Cause I'm like, why, why are they having people in the, in the stands? Like people need to be in the stands. Like it just seems so dumb to me. Yeah. The way the NFL is kind of treating it. Um, and it seems silly. I have people, you know, with cardboard in the stands and stuff and, baseball games i prefer that to like them having to shove people in there for no reason when you can think of what to show on tv so yeah so i enjoy it and i think that they should maybe take some of these lessons and like it, things will definitely change i think uh, as far as i mean and the nba is my biggest but by next season they might have to do something similar next season like it's not gonna be yeah. that far away well that's December, I think whatever, that's, that's a strange January. thing is now so the nba hasn't announced when they're going to return because they may delay to get fans back in the stands just yeah. for revenue so it's i don't know we got a lot to the whole world we have no idea what's going on over the next six months but hopefully we'll have um, a vaccine and we'll come back to the stands but yeah, yeah we'll see so anyways lakers have been great too that's yeah that's what uh, makes it more fun it's like actually, when you're actually winning it's like makes the whole experience a lot more yeah fun they to play tonight hopefully they beat the uh rockets. rockets all right parent corner what's the current standing of your children oh man uh current standings i switched the, i switched the, the, the top two okay it's been caden at the bottom for years <laughs> <laughs> but uh I take Zane over Eliana right now. Zane, Zane Eliana, Caden. Zane is really funny, and he says like generally funny, weird stuff all the time. And he likes to be funny in a way that the other kids aren't really aren't really at right now. Like they don't really understand the concept of like of like trying to be funny so sure. much. Like if they do something that makes us laugh, they'll just like do that same thing over and over again. And it's not funny. Right. But Zane just makes this weird face at us when, when, when we, when we laugh, like he's like trying to be all coy about it. Like it's a really funny <laughs> thing. And, um, my parent corner thing is mostly it's about, uh, uh, mostly just all, I also talk about TV. Uh, I keep it in the same theme. It's a big, it's a big dichotomy and big struggle in my house and in my life about, where kids are going to watch on TV. Okay. Uh, it's pretty easy because they're, they're out on Netflix. You know, when they go to Netflix, it's a kids-only Netflix thing. Disney Plus is kids-only. Like, so it's, they're, they're restricted re- 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 not watching any TV that's, like, bad. I'm not worried about that. Okay. But uh, they watch a lot of uh, educational TV shows, which are, which just suck. Like, they're they're <laughs> terrible to watch, and they're in your house. And you just hear them constantly. Yeah, You walk by and you see them, and they're just terrible, but, like, you have to balance that with, like, I generally feel like they're learning a lot from them. Like, he watches the so-called number blocks on Netflix. Uh-huh. And it is, that's it. They're number blocks that talk. The people, there's a one, there's a two, there's that's a three, rough. and there's a, 
uh, four and five, and they're like, it's a, it's a British show, I think. They all have British accents. I don't know, man. Like the Netflix is like has a deep, deep well of weird foreign animated shows. They watch that sometimes on Netflix. It's not even does not even speak English. It's just like just randomly like oh, we found some Indian you know show about some baby, and they'll oh, get man. into it. And I was like, what are you? It's so weird. What are you doing? So it's this weird thing of like trying to get them to watch stuff you like and wouldn't mind being on in, in your house all all right. the time. Because Caden, if he had it to himself, would just watch My Little Pony. Right. But I love My Little Pony. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's, like, genuinely funny. And uh, it's, like, they actually have, like, ongoing storylines and characters, <laughs> like, like change and stuff I over, love over time. Pony, yeah. It's really surprising. Like, it's really, <laughs> it's really, whenever, I'm, whenever I'm, I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, wow, they're, like, you know, they actually commit to, like, changing up the norm and like adding new characters taking characters away and they have all these guest stars like every once in a while you're like oh that's oh i can i i that's pat oswald's voice that's, that's uh, so funny that's weird al you know you always hear this kind of thing it makes it more fun for the adults to kind of get into but like it's genuinely like a really actually well-made show and uh and you respect that when you're forced to watch a lot of terrible animation with kids animation like when you actually watch something that's actually well made and people actually took pride in producing it really right. stands out as opposed to like the dribble they just shove onto Netflix and there's like here your kids will watch anything so it's like yeah it's it's so <laughs> funny it's like actually <laughs> an, 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 an enjoyable show but it's hilarious but yeah what's your um yeah P- Pippa's at so what I'm curious about now is I think she's at peak cuteness what I yeah is, this is not she is this, two yeah, is about it two is about it and this is not my line but someone else said this that they go the, the the they've reached a peak now where she is she's talking a lot she's very loving she's sometimes trying to be cute which is cute and sometimes just naturally very cute which is cute but here's the key she Jeez. still mispronounces words yeah so once that once they drop mispronouncing words that's now a step down yeah. from the peak right and i think that's that was a really funny point I was yeah like, it's true because like she's obviously i think she's in a really adorable two-year-old right now and just facts for facts like a five-year-old is not as cute like yeah. just with the word cute right five-year-old not as cute as a two-year-old so there is a change here it's going to occur physically where she's she's she'll always be beautiful to me but just you know i mean like yeah yeah just so so she's so i think we're at peak cuteness which is pretty funny to recognize and that and i know i, I try to enjoy it you know i'm like man this is, you're so cute and do you correct when she says things wrong or do you no, let her say because we're trying really? to hold on to it yeah. you just never do but but the problem is she doesn't hear so she, she switched she used to say muku instead of music and she switched to music because she hears us say us music, music yeah. i forget to i forget to speak her language you know but yeah i think so it's, it's already going away we're losing some of the great words that we had we corrected with kaden because we were we've heard somewhere we're told that like you should always correct kids when they say things wrong. And so we, we were very on him, like, whenever he said anything cute. like, oh, that's cute. We're like, okay, Kate, okay, this is how you, you actually say it. With Zane, we also had to tell him because Zane was kind of a little bit behind in, in speech. Like, he took a while to kind of get into, you know, speaking and stuff. Yeah. But Eliana, I think we're, we're kind of trying to hold on to it, partially because she's speaking so much faster and better than the boys were at her age. But she's already advanced so much. We don't feel like we need to, like, try to, you know, gild the lily on that. But yeah, I think yeah. it's... Uh, I think it's, it is kind of like a like a, kind of a parent a parental struggle to be like, do I correct my cute kids saying cute things wrong? They can't be like six or seven and being like, let's right. listen to some some muku, you know. Like, yeah, so I get it's it. like eventually they're gonna have to figure yeah. it out. So yeah, we're in the peak right now. So. Yeah. 
That's my uh, parent corner. Cool. Great, man. Thanks. For, this was fun. Yeah, thank uh, you. Thanks for coming on again. We'll, we'll, uh, I'm we'll, sure, I'm we'll, sure you'll we'll be find the first. Else. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be the first to four as well. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. All right. Thanks.